Good morning, Rav Boisai. Once in a while, I get a real, real good email. And this one I received at least a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, asking that I should read it today. It was uh, an emotional email. Dear Rabbi Stefanski, I have a story for you. My father, Moshe Hershkowitz, was an avid fan of Yeshurim and listened to them every day. Here's a picture of him. I remember him very, very clearly. I was able to have my parents live with me. So every day at Matzi Shabbos, I heard, Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, I actually heard it multiple times a day. Each time my father logged in to hear the Rav, review the Da. We live in Woodmere, and my father was so excited to meet the Rav at a shul, at shul by Rabbi Rabag, and each time there was a seal in Borough Park in Flatbush. My father was nifter on Dalekis slave at the age of 76 after battling leukemia. Each day I sat with him in the hospital trying to engage him in some conversation, get him to smile at random thoughts or story of his great-grandchildren, even putting on daf for him when he was no longer able to listen for himself. <clears throat> My daughter is witness to the events which I'm about to relay over. One day, when he's not responsive to anyone or anything, I started putting on the recording. My daughter told him, Zaidi, we're putting on Reveli. Good morning, Reboisai. And my father continued, ah. We looked at each other in disbelief. My father had not spoken a word all week. He cannot distinguish who was with him. But his neshama knew the daf which played such an important role in his life and somehow pushed through with the word, ah, which we heard every day, how I miss hearing those words. My father, Moshe Yeshua ben David HaKain's birthday is Tu Bishvat, and I would like to sponsor the day of learning in his schut of his neshama. If possible, I'd also appreciate the story being read so that anyone out there who's just starting the daf will fully understand the impact learning has to the neshama as it did to my father. should also know that as a result of my father's learning, two of my sons took on learning the daf. And it continues, Baruch Hashem, Zahava Goldstein. Wow, it's a beautiful email. Boys, today's Tu Bishvat. I want to show you something beautiful. In the middle of Gaza and Khan Yunus, in a house of a, probably a terrorist once upon a time. I don't know if we have volume, there's still an issue with the volume, but the point is that uh, they celebrated and the, they, they made a tish, a Tubishvat tish, in the middle of Khan Yunus. All right. Um, it's a whole thing. He's schmoozing here. He's talking to the. They have little stuff on the wall that they do. Okay. Rabbi Sai Geshi Rose put he puts on a status all the time <clears throat> to get people to come back to the daf. So somebody came back and says that day, Baruch Hashem, I did yesterday's daf. It was amazing to start again. He restarted. Belly mentioned about going three days without learning yesterday. I thought about myself. Thanks for the status. Iron Kestenbaum. Dear Veli, I started a while ago with eight minutes, but forgot about it for a while and only joined the Sheer Pchlal Da for the first time, starting my life around, uh, for the first time in my life, starting around Da Samachalif, Baba Kamath. Uh, to be ironic, I made it my New Year's resolution to learn more. I learn every day now as I commute from New Jersey to the Bronx and back every day, watching the English Sheer and sometimes the Ivrit as a Chazara. If I have the time, but because my commute is so long, I can catch up if I miss a day. Baruch Hashem, for the first time ever, I'm learning every day by choice. 
It makes me more active and happy in my yahadut in a way I never was. Now you say this all the time, but I want you to know how important it is that you continue to repeat it because it gives me chizuk, so no doubt it does to others. When you say there are just people out there who want to learn, but only need that little push, all I can think of is that if it, this was true for me, there must be at least a million more YouTube subscribers out there for you. The point is, it is always there, I needed another push. I feel lucky that my friend Hadar shared MDY with me. I'm a new person because of, this, of his push. Also, when you say things like, you should do a siyum, even if you're not 100% sure you really deserve to, these are things that we also need to hear. Because they're all things that make learning tire even more exciting and have such accessibility that someone like me would never appreciate in learning as intense and a tradition as beautiful as the daf. Unthinkable, and I'm so grateful this happened to me. Unthinkable, and I'm grateful, I'm so grateful this happened to me. I decided to make this simple but permanent change to my, to my WhatsApp status. Just one person learns more because of it. Dayenu. Maybe Rabbi Yosef, if you don't mind putting in that status, I think I forgot to put it in here. Thank you, Ravelli, for your incredible share and everyone who makes it all happen. Keep it up because you are saving lives. Bechavid, Aaron Kestenbaum, West Orange, New Jersey, Yerushalmi B'makar. Yerushalmi B'makar. Dear Rebbe, I tried all day and finally got someone to sign up for the next Masechta, but he's a bit of an Amaritz. And here's a picture. You got this guy to sign up. And finally, <clears throat> our organization endorses from chaplains into the U.S. military. Talking about Chayalib, other part of the defense. Met you many times, most recently at the first annual MDY extravaganza in Connecticut. Pictured our army chaplains, David Eggert from Lakewood and Aaron Cohen from Waterbury, Connecticut. Training to be majors in South Carolina and of course, there you are in the background as a keep up with the DAF. Recently they were deployed in Kuwait, Iraq, Poland. You get to travel with them everywhere. With Torah blessings respectively, Rabbi F.J. Todd, Yeshiva Pirchei Shoshanim, International Dean, U.S. Department of Defense Military Chaplaincy Endorser. Beautiful. We learned Torah in Kuwait. Not only in Gaza, it's Givaldic. The Koil of the Month sponsored by Anonymous from Lakewood Rufuot, Tinoik Ben Malka, the Masechta for the Unity of Am Yisrael, Parnas HaChoydesh, Last day, huh? In Babel. <laughs> that would be great to go to Nardah, Pupendisa, give a shear. Everybody goes to Termei Shapiro and Lublin. You gotta go. You gotta Nardah. Oy vey. Lidin Shmaz Chayi Ben Moshe, Lidin Shmaz Chayi Bas Yosef, the last day. Paras Achoydash. Aaron Freeman, it should be a schos to rebel for continuous Yadashmaya and teaching Torah to Klai Yisrael. Paras Achoydash. Lidin Shmaz Kol Chaylitza Hal Shanaflu. I just heard I have to speak to my very, very good friend, Louis Colum. I didn't have a chance to speak to him. I heard it late at night and it was already too late to speak to him. His son was in the unit that lost the 21 Chayalim. And he just walked out of the building and his life was saved. But he had to go back in and grab all his friends that were no longer with us. So they're all very, very shaken up. You know Louis Colum. Sponsored the space measures, etc., etc. Okay. Um... In memory of Binyamin Early from Anonymous in Manchester who joined the Shir at the beginning of Saito. Paras HaChoydish, Prince Yen of Rumi Gross, Lidishwas, the Yorzeis of our fathers, Shlom Ezaun Ve'Yitzchok Isaac, Zuchonel Levrocha, and Binyamin Isaac Ben Tzvi Hirsh, HaKoyim, Zuchonel Levrocha. Paras HaYoyim, Tu B'Shvat, Lili Nishmas, Chaim Shmuel, Ben Arav Yitzchok, Mordechai, Mr. Siddiq Gross on his 25th yard site. Pre-Depression orphan, to decorated World War II veteran, to family patriarch, together with his wife, 
Tof Lamid Tes Aleph. He raised generations by example in Torah. Voido Lilz Chasodim by his children, grandchildren, great grandchildren who follow MDY. By Zahava Goldstein, the beautiful email. Lili Nishmat Moshe Yeshua Ben David Akoyen. Choking up the picture. Remember him here. Remember. Okay. Shalom Rand. I don't know where he is. He fell off the face of the earth. Shalom Rand. Here he is. Reza Bazdoiv, Tubishvat. Safta Rida Yodziardzai. Huh? And Yitzchok Freund, Lerfur Shleim and Achama Peral Basara Hinda having major surgery. Paras Hayoim. Lilishmas Liberacho Basrib Shraga, Fivala Koinolea Shalom. And Yitzchok Yaakov. Simkowitz, in memory of my father, the day of his 12th Yorzeit, Chayim ben Moshe Limelech, is the Shom Shenavin Aliyah. In the art of the month, anonymous for the schus, for an easy childbirth, for his daughter, and a healthy baby. Our boy said, here we are. He's in the hospital? Morty Rasby, Rafur Shlema, in the hospital. Where is he? Somewhere. I don't know. The, the, is there volume today? Oh, Morty. Where's your Rafur Shlema? Okay. Uh, we got to go. Look at this. Rabbi said, take a look at this Ahmed. It's a little deceiving. 90% of the times in shots, when you have an Ahmed like this, it means there's Gishmaka stories in a Gadita. Today means that it's very easy. A lot of words, very little rashing Taisvas. But there's a, a whole bunch of drushes. So I have a Shiloh for the Oilam. If a person with a hole in his heart, a literal hole in his heart, the doctors say he can't live for more than a year, he's a treifa, halakhically a treifa, and he kills a human being. He's a killer. Does he get misa or not? Could you testify that you saw that he killed somebody, and therefore, is he chayiv misa? Yes or no? And of course, no one is going like this. Of course, he's chayiv misa. Is that what you think to yourself? You're wrong. <laughs> what? He's a guy, no, but for a different reason, because he's not a person that you could do hazama to. You can't, you need it. It's not an edos. No, but I, I caught your hand in the corner of my eye. I saw you go like, he's going to die anyway. It's not a free pass. He's going he's gonna to get an oinish. Good question, but it's not an edos. It's not a let, let Nachman argue with the Gemara. What are you arguing? <laughs> it's funny. So, you know what? Split up, split up. I want, I need, I need Kamiansky sitting between you guys. He's having a spa. He's going like this. Gemara. It's like, <laughs> you argue with him, you argue for him, you argue against him. You did it all. Okay. So Rabbi Sai, we're all, we're in the middle of a sugya. Everybody, everybody uh, knows. This, this is just uh, something you could ask a little kid in Cheder. If somebody pokes out somebody else's eyes out, do you take his eyes out? Obviously not. We don't do an eye for an eye. But the Torah says eye for an eye. So we know that that's not the case. But how do we know that? So, in other words, what is, where do you see it in the Torah? What we know because from day one, since Moshe Rabbeinu came off of Sinai, people caused damage to their friends, unfortunately. There's hands missing, legs cut off. We never cut off anybody's arm or leg. How do we know? So yesterday we brought two sources, and the Gemara discussed why we need two. But here is just Xer Shava, Makinevish Behema, Pasukiches, and then Pasukites. Just like a Behema, you pay money, so to a human being. Then we had another Pasuk, We had a nice try all the way at the end, and we didn't go through it. 
that uh, how's it? It's not ayin tachas ayin. Some eyes are worth more than others. And the Gemara said you see that also by ritzicha. Sometimes you kill a person that has more value than you, less value than you. So it's not exactly instead of. Okay, so the Gemara is doicha that. And now we're going to try another eight times. Some of them are a little better than others. Some of them are completely pushed off. Different sources, perhaps, in the Torah. They could see this in the Torah. We know, again, we have a Torah Shabbat Peh. We know that this is, was given from generation to generation, from Moshe Rabbeinu, that we don't take an eye for an eye. But where do you see it in the Torah? Tanya, Tanya Yidach, another source, perhaps. Reb Shem we're holding like six lines from the top of Pei Dalet And we're going to have to put on the, like, speed up a little bit, okay? So put your finger in and let's go for a ride. Shem Ayin, Tachas Ayin Maman. I say it means... Monetary compensation, not the eye for an eye. I mamish, maybe it means the eye, the real eye. I'll prove it to you. Because what if a person is already blind? So how are you going to punish him? Vikita, you have a guy that has it's an amputee and he's going to cut off somebody's foot. How are you going to punish him? Chiger, he's crippled already. And he caused another person to be crippled. How can he do an eye for an eye, a leg for a leg? So what are you going to say? The what he should pay in that case. Okay, everybody gets an eye for an eye. But this guy that doesn't have eyes to begin with, he should pay cash. That's impossible. Everybody gets the same punishment. One. One ruling for the whole Klai Yisrael. That's not a great raya. And therefore it must be it's cash. Not an eye for an eye. Says Gemara Maikushio. In other words, the Gemara is saying, you're right. There is one punishment. And the punishment is an eye for an eye. If a person doesn't have eyes, he goes scot free. Why? Because there's no other punishment. There's one punishment for all of Klai Israel an eye for an eye. There's not one punishment, an eye for an eye, and the other guy gets cash. It's one punishment. If you don't have eyes, you don't have eyes, so you, you go scot free. And I'll prove it to you. So that's the case that we discussed. Here's a trefa for a boy's side, beautiful trefa. The guy has a hole in his heart from a bullet. Trefa. The doctor says he's not going to live. He's not going to survive more than a year. This trefa guy went ahead and this ate him. You see the ate him on the bottom? They, kill, he, they say he killed him. Come, another two ate him, and say, you guys are liars. Imanu Yisem. You're with us on a cruise somewhere. So, what's the halacha? The halacha is... That the guy in red, since the guy in red cannot be put to death, their edus, their edus is not good edus. Why? Because they cannot be Muslim. You can't, you cannot kill the two edim, even if they're liars. Why? Because they wanted to kill a trefa, and a trefa doesn't die. You can't put him to death. Since you can't put the red guy to death, so their edus is not a type of edus. That could, that, that's in the parish of Azama. You can't say Imanu Yisim and put them to death. Oh, so sometimes you can't do it, sometimes you could. So you see, what? Yeah. Correct. Saying, it's a type of, it's the type of Eidos, it's the Eidos Yatolach Azima. I just brought the whole case of Azama. Yeah, even by itself. You're just saying things that the Rishkala would say. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be back soon. <laughs> a guy that has a hole in his heart or any sort of trefa, his esophagus is missing, I don't know what, that killed a regular person. 
you can't do anything to me. So therefore, you don't have mishpatech l'kulcham. L'kulcham. It's not, it's not one rule. Oh, so you see, so sometimes if a person it's impossible to kill him, you don't kill him. But you kill everybody else in Kalei Yisrael. Where you could do it, you do the, the, the punishment. But treating it like, that's not a great right. The baby Rishmaltano. Let's try another one. Again, what is the source? In the, where do you see it hinted in the Torah that it's not an eye for an eye, it's really money you pay if you poke somebody's eye out? Omakra, Kane, you know some boy. Let's go to the Pasuk where boy saying, What? The Salacha. It's a good thing I started off the share like that. Maybe you'll remember it. But you see, Rav Nachman, you can learn from Noam. He's doing tshuva now. He said, Gemara is right. It's amazing. That's how it is. What? Oh, that's all I want to hear. Sometimes you just don't understand it, but it's always right. Whoa, I don't know what happened there. The seven went to the wrong place. Okay. You see all the way in the bottom in Posik Chof, the famous Posik Shevet Akashever, Aydaksayin, Kein Yinosem Boy. So, Ve'inesino Elamamin. Uh, we had the Yerushalmi here, he corroborated this in Yiddish. You say, It's right? A Nasina means money. He gave a nice check, a good Nasina. So says the Gemara, it says in the Pasuk Yinasin, it says uh, oh, it means money. It says the Gemara, that, that can't be. I'll prove it to you from that Pasuk. In that same Pasuk, the few words before that. In green, kasher yite mumba adam yite over here is also nasina. What? It's talking about a, a, a one guy gave another guy a bunch of cash and, and caused him damage through the cash. Like what, what's going on here? Obviously, yite in this case doesn't mean money. No, says the maybe it does. I mean the baby small kroya tir darshi milikziv v'ishki yite mumba miso. They had look pasuk your test. We'll, we'll zoom in into pasuk your test. These are all the same sukkim, right? In the same parsha, a bunch of sukkim. A person causes damage to his friend, what he wanted to do, that's what we'll do back to him. And then it says, It says, You see the red and the red, it already says, So why does it have to repeat itself in Pasuk Because it's extra. In this particular case, Nisina means money. So, so, so then why do you need the green words? You, the, the extra three words all the way at the end of Pasuk Chav, I get it. To tell me he's talking about cash. But what's the cash? Sheritim Mumbadam already says that in Pasuk Yutas. I did the boy the Mikhtav. Can you not some boy? This is, I think, I have to ask the, the, the I'll ask my Chavrusa and the, the Belzer. It seems a little bit different than usual. Usually we use this kind of Sfar on a Mishnah, Brisa. The reason why the Mishnah said these extra words is to match the ratio. To say that words in a Pasuk are matching. Uh, to have a flow, that's interesting, okay? I don't remember, me personally, again, it, it could be, I, it could be we learned it three days ago and I don't remember. I'm just saying maybe the Olam, if the Olam remembers such a concept, uh, matching words, things should flow in a Pasuk, it's, I think it's interesting. The Rebbe Tana. Another one, another tribe. Amakura, the famous, we just spoke about it, Hazama, that the Torah says that if you try to, if you lie, if we find that you're lying, you testified and you're a liar, you were actually with somebody else at the same time that you testified. You testified on Sunday at 12 o'clock, you saw somebody kill someone, and then two other witnesses said, no, you're on a cruise ship on Sunday at 12 o'clock. What happens to the person that lied? They kill him. Kashur also can you also lie. What you wanted to cause damage to the other, you wanted to cost him $100, you're going to pay $100 if you're a liar. You wanted to take his life, we're going to take your life. 
So in that parsha it says, Yad biyad. Here, Yad, Yod biyad. With the comments, not Yad biyad. Yod biyad. So Gemara, Dover anita miyod liyad. Yad biyad. What, what do you usually give when you go to store? You're giving cash from hand to hand. It gives you back change. That's a thing that goes from hand to hand. My new moment says, here, here's a little hint in the Torah. You pay cash, not an eye for an eye. So, so the, how do you, the next words, he gave, you don't give cash with a foot. So then why does the Torah say, by the way, so all these drushes, not all, but they're very similar to each other, concepts that we already had. That's where we could fly through them. We just had this idea a second ago. Two psukim right before in the whole thing. The famous possible. You should do to him like he wanted to do to, to his friend. This, this false witness. If you hold that it means, literally, chop off his hand. It already says. Whatever he wanted to do. Money, cash, hand, life. Everything what he wanted to do, that's what you do to him. So why does the Torah have to specify? Shmami na mama, and Tari is coming to tell us this hint that you pay cash, you don't take a real hand. So if so, regal beregal amali. Oh, same thing as we said before. I did the cause of Yad Biyad, cause of Nami regal beregal. You're right, regal beregal is extra, we have nothing to learn from it, but it flows well with everything else. Abay Oimer, another pshat, another source. Ask me the Tanah de Bechizkiyo, the Tanah de Bechizkiyo, I gotta tell you the story. It's a story from Rabshriya Gain. From the Goyenim, meaning before the Rishonim. Maybe 1,500 years ago, I don't know how long ago, something like that. No, 1,200 years ago. He's from the, the big Goyenim, and he writes this story. He says that, a uh, very interesting story. There's an extremely wealthy individual that had two sons. And he died, and he left over a tremendous inheritance. Including that inheritance was a Sefer Torah written by Ezra HaSoifer. And both of the boys really wanted the Sefer Torah. They, they were willing to give up all the money in the Yerusha and take each one. So they made a raffle. They made a girl. And one of the boys won, one of the sons won the... What? You know this one? No, no, no. no. It goes on. Okay. No, no, so coming up with solutions for them. Like, you know, yeah. Cut the thing. No, I was like, yeah. Why don't they just cut it? Which way? This way or this way? <laughs> so... So one, one of the kids won the raffle. He got the Sefer He's extremely happy. There was a guy in the neighborhood that saw what was going on. He says, what, he's Meshugayim. He was a mummer. He was Apikaris. He says, this guy, this guy gave up millions of, of gold in this for, for Sefer Torah. It makes no sense. He went in the middle of the night, took out the Sefer Torah from the Aaron Kodesh, and says in the passage, He took the ayin. Instead of you should worship, he cut out the ayin and he put in the aleph. That Hashem... What I, Ibud means should go. Lavod uh, means to worship. He ruined, the, he, he changed the meaning of the word in Apikarsis. Anyways, they get to that parasha, everybody's reading from the Torah, they get over there in Shemais, and all of a sudden, boom! This, the son was extremely distressed. He, was, he couldn't believe it. He's like, how's it possible? Ezra Seifer wrote uh, Aleph instead of Ayin. This, this, this is not even Ezra Seifer's Sefer Torah, and he, he lost it. He had a he lost all the money, and now he lost his Sefer Torah. He was, he was very depressed. Anyways, his, uh, his father came to him in a dream and told him, don't worry about it. This is Ezra Sefer, Sefer. so-and-so uh, did it. And in fact, 
Ezra Sefer himself is going to come and, and repair the Sefer Torah. This is Rupshu Regan. This is not a, uh, like a story written by... Me. So he says, but go... <laughs> nice. <laughs> he said me. Very nice. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, but again, it could be like me wrote the story about the Rupshu Regan. Like we, we didn't see him write it. Okay, fine. So the bottom line is the father said, go to that to the shul where this guy uh, took out the, the ayin and you'll find the ayin over there. So he went there and he found a human eyeball under the table. As ayin tachas ayin, the guy lost his eye, the guy that took it, because of the ayin that he took out. Anyway, we're talking about ayin tachas ayin, I had to tell you the story because there's no other stories today. Says Gemara, nefesh tachas nefesh. So the Bechizki says like this, an eye for an eye, a soul for a soul. But that means if a person takes out an eye, he loses an eye. If a person takes a person's life, he loses his life. But it doesn't make any sense that a person should lose his eye and his nefesh and his body at the same time. But he says, if it means literally, take the guy's eye out. But what are you going to do? Sometimes it's possible, you knock a guy's eye out, he dies on the spot from shock, from blood loss, I don't know what. But the Torah wouldn't tell you that. The Torah says, just his eye. How could you assure me that every time you take a person's eye out, he's not going to lose his life? So obviously the Torah didn't mean a, a literal eye. It means cash. That's what he says. What do you mean? Maybe send it to a doctor and he could, the doctor sees. Whether or not he could uh, withstand such a thing. And if in fact the doctor said it's okay, sign them off, and then the guy loses his life, he might he slay Muslim. Okay, no, no. At least he, he got it, he got it, he got to go. Like, and we have a raya. It says by Malchus, Amdu, you gotta assess each individual. The guy's 95 years old, you're gonna give him 39 Malchus? He'll probably die after one Malchus, two Malchus. The doctor has to give him a, a test, a fit test. So what if the doctor you know, was not in the mood? I looked at him, eh, didn't even take his blood pressure, nothing, and signed him off. And then they start giving him Malchus and the guy dies. Potter. The, the business Potter. It's not their fault. They, they got us, the, he was, the, the guy was signed off. So over here also, the guy was signed off that we could remove his eye. So remove his eye and he died. No, no, that's not a raya that the Torah didn't mean that. Okay, so now we have to move on to another raya. Here's the Torah the Rabbi Omar, Omar Kro, Petzach, Tachas Potza. Here's the Pasuk, Kviya Tachas Kviya. We're going to talk about this Pasuk later, maybe tomorrow. That a burn for a burn, a wound for a wound, litain tsar nezik. That what? That when a person, even though we said that you have to pay for the arm, the arm is valued in the slave market $100,000, you pay $100,000. But in addition to that, you also have to pay tsar, the pain. So if it means that you, that you have to do exactly what they do to you, what you did to the other person, so they. You remove this guy's arm, they're going to remove your arm. Why should the guy that caused the damage have to pay for pain? He's getting paid. What is he getting paid? He's getting paid, pain. The Torah says, do to him what he did to the other guy. So he made the other guy lose arm, you make him lose arm. That guy has pain, you have pain. You're paying through your pain. Says the Gemara, but sometimes it's not equal pain. That's not a great raya. So obviously it can't be literal. It means money. So no, I could also say it's literal. The people that are very, very sensitive to pain, they have a hundred pain. 
from a missing arm. Vicky and Ish Levifanik. And the guy that did the damage, he's a, you know, he's a tough guy. He, he never takes a pain medication. He's, he likes pain. It doesn't bother him. Leslie Tsar, Lemainaf Kimina, Lemaitav Leahach, the Bain of Bainik. What? Aha, I hear. I hear. But anyways, let me just explain this. The guy that his arm was removed, initially he has 100 pain. The guy that removed his arm has 50 pain. So then the Torah is not saying, the Torah, the Torah is not, uh, the Torah said you have to pay for pain. You didn't pay for pain, you only paid 50, not 100 pain. So the difference between the 50 and the 100, that you're paying cash. You're asking, it's not Mishpudah Halakulcha, I hear. No, no, this is Mishpudah Halakulcha, is in everything. Fine. Well. Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? Yosef, you're from? Lauren. Not the guy that's Bar Mitzvah. Where's that guy? I haven't seen that guy for Shiva. And I didn't see you at his Bar Mitzvah. Okay. Shalom Aleichem. What are you saying? Yeah. Yeah, but the Gemara said before, what he's asking is the Gemara said before, you can't mix two types. You can't mix death and money. This and money. Money seems like a different type of. Right here. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to think about it. He's saying it, it fills in that pain. Okay, Rapapa Mishmei the Rava Omar Omar Kro Verapo Yerapi. Again, famous pasuk Rapi Rapi. It's a double lashon. What's this double lashon? Litein Rufu B'Makamnei. Again, Rabbi says same source that we had a second ago, so it's easy. It's to say that even though you're paying for the arm, you have to pay for medical bills. And if you mean it means that you got to take off the guy's arm, just like this guy needs to be healed by a doctor. Yes. The, the guy that caused the initial damage is also going to the doctor. So that's his payment, that he has to go to doctors and pay for his own doctors. One guy is 95 years old, so it takes him a very, very long time to heal. So he has to go to many, many doctors. That costs a lot, a lot of money. This guy went to the doctor once, so he only paid for one doctor bill. The, 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 the guy that he caused the damage to had to pay for 10 doctor bills. So you have to pay nine doctor bills, the difference. So just a regular Xerushava, here we go. Here's where you see in the Torah that you pay money and not the uh, actual limb. Why? Because it says by, by us, ayin tachas ayin. But it also says by shor, shalim shalim shor, tachas ashor. But we all know that by a bull, it's money. Why are you learning this Zereshava from a bull? Yeah, we're holding by the wide lines already. Five lines down. Sorry, so I skipped. Two lines down. Learn from a human being. Just like a human being, we take his life. So if you took somebody's limb, we should take your limb. The life of the limb. Amri, don't need to talk We had this for yesterday. It's better to go from Hezek to Hezek. We don't need to talk to and don't learn damages from death. Other Abbe, don't need to talk to Misa. It's better to learn from another human being, not from an animal. Elo, Rav Ashi, Mitachzasher, Ino. Elo, Amri, they take it out. Okay. Elo, Amri, Rav Ashi, Mitachzasher, Ino. So, in fact, we do learn Zereshava, right? Here's the Zereshava by us. Just to go back for a second. Tachas, Tachas, Ain, Tachas, Ain. We're, not, we're going to take out the bottom pasuk. We're going to insert this pasuk. This is by Oynes. 
a person is ma'anas a woman, has to pay 50 kesef. Tachas ha'shu'ina. So it does, it does use the word tachas over there. And it's a human being, it's a woman. Yalvlei, adam adam, and it's it's damages. Okay, so you see that it's money and not literal. Tanya Rebbe Lezer, Oimer, Ayn, Tachas, Ayn, Mamesh. Comes Rebbe Lezer, the famous Rebbe Lezer. We discussed him yesterday, right? He was in Cherim. It means literal, a literal lie. Ask the Gemara, Mamesh, show me one case in the history of Judaism that they ever took somebody's eye, that they ever took somebody's finger. They ever took, we know it's not, it's impossible. So what are you saying? He doesn't hold like that. No, no, no. Of course he didn't mean literal. It just means you don't bring him to the slave market. So if you don't bring him to the slave market and evaluate him based on a slave, based on a free human being. By the way, if you try to go on uh, AI and try to create an image with a, with a slave, it, it doesn't even exist. It's gone. There's no, there's no such thing as slave. It's awesome. You can't even talk about it. You can't even depict it. <clears throat> so, I think I tried. It just didn't work for me. Maybe I said the wrong thing. Okay, I'll go about it. So this is a tremendous chishra boy sign. Think about it. A twenty-year-old pilot in the, uh, the 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 Air Force, he knocked out a ninety-five-year-old man's eye. The ninety-five-year-old man can only see three feet in front of him. Six cataract surgeries. I don't know the whole thing. He barely sees. That's it. The pilot has the best uh, eyesight. So when the pilot knocks out the old man's eye, how much does he have to pay him? $100,000 for old man's eye or $10 million for a pilot's eye? Which one is it? You'd never think this, but the Gemara says it goes based on the guy that causes the damage. It's based on the pilot, not on the guy that's damaged. You don't pay him. It's a chiddush. That's what Rebbe is trying to say. We had it in the Masechta, right? Here, says the Gemara. Yeah, but that's not that. That's the erech. That's like a one. That's a one. It's a very specific thing. Each per, you can't say every. So you tell me all males in the world are exactly the same. Michael Jordan and this guy are worth the same. It doesn't work like that. Some human beings are worth more. They're physically stronger, larger, bigger. They're gonna live longer. Ask any uh, accountant. Ask any uh, insurance company. Different human beings have different. That, actually, the, 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 what you're talking about is a very, it's a specific list. Every baby's worth this. Every woman is worth that. Every man is worth that. That's, you can't, you can't base people like that. And how are you going to evaluate an arm? That's a whole human being. How are you going to evaluate? Terrible story. There's a donkey. They caught the other, the eunuch. The kid was playing with the donkey, put his hand in the donkey's mouth, and the donkey bit down. Gone. Also, So Rav Papa wasn't exactly sure what happened. He thought that it means the donkey's driver, whatever he thought. So he says, okay, you got to give here all the five things they have to do. You have to pay for, for, for medical bills, for all the pain, for the busha. Says Taisvis, busha. So it must be that this kid is old already. It's not a two-year-old or a one-year-old. I'm talking about a kid that gets embarrassed, that could be embarrassed. Okay. What about the five? I wasn't talking about the, the obvious. The obvious is the damage. In, in addition to the damage, everybody pays damage. I'm talking about in addition to the damage. It's only a donkey. It's not true. When your animal causes damage, you don't pay the five things, you only pay one. 
damage. You're right. Go evaluate. You have to evaluate him based on a slave. You can't just, okay, evaluate him. You're right. Take him to the slave market and go ahead here. We have a picture. Take him to the slave market and figure out how much he's worth compared to slaves. The reason why we have this picture is for the next line. So the father says, Not my son. My son is not going to go to slave market start measuring himself up compared to other slaves. No. Not my son. I, you could gain $100,000 for the arm. Not, not, not my son. You're rooting it for the kid. Don't worry about it. I'll pay my son. Whatever damage it is, I'll take care of it. My son will not go through that torture of going to a slave market. Okay? I'll tell you the other day, but you see over here, you saw it. Parents cannot take away from the kids without good reason. If you do, you have to pay them. Yeah? Whatever the case is, you think about the case. But just because he's your kid, he's not your possession. So you can't say, oh, I don't want my kid to, to benefit this and this. It's not good for him. Too bad on you. Maybe he wants the $20,000, $100,000. And if yeah, you have to pay for it. I will tell you, there was a bull that chopped off a kid's head. Also, the Kamid Rava. Treat him like a slave. Figure out how much his hand is worth. We're in Iraq. We're in Babel. You can't do this. Yeah? Well, not so much recognized. We just don't have the best in to, to, we don't have anybody that has smicha here in Babel that could do this. No, what I want you to do is evaluate his arm. And then if this kid goes one day and grabs something from the guy that caused him the damage, we won't take it away from him, but we have to know how much it is. Now, if you don't look in the art scroll, there's a trick here. It says, let's say, just if you read it in Hebrew, what would that mean to you? That a, an ox caused damage to a human being. Says Rashi, no, it's the opposite. Ba'ada means the human being caused damage to the ox. So here, just, uh, it's a little confusing for me, at least. The, when the, the bottom, it's very simple. When the, when the shar was damaged, you see, the human being on the right gave a punch to the shar, or one shar hit another shar went flying up, then we could take care of this in Babel. But when the damage was caused to a human being, here on the right, the guy gets tossed into the air. Both times, it's a human being that got damaged, either by a bull or by another human being. Then we don't take care of this in Babel. Sorry. That a shark caused damage to a human being. What's the difference between a human being that gets damaged and an animal that gets damaged? Because there's no good bezin in bubble that has uh, that have smicha, real smicha, not uh, you know, some guy took a test. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not making fun. My son-in-law got smicha uh, from Rabbi Berkowitz in the Jerusalem call. It's a very big thing. They work years on it, but it's not the smicha that we're talking about. For Moshe Rabbeinu, with the generation to generation, that they don't have. So for the same reason, so how can you deal with bulls? So what if, if a bull damaged another bull? But there's no bezin in Bava. That Pidal sponsored by Greg Haver. For the success, success and safe return of our chaylim and hostages and for the schos of Klai Yisrael. Oh, we're doing 
the the work of of the bezaner Yisrael. We're doing the shlichos. Bezaner Yisrael sent the people in, in the the dayanim in Babel to take care of it. You're not going to stop loans in Babel. People need to borrow money. So you got to do some sort of bezin, even though they don't have authority. So too, they don't. They, even though they don't have authority, they have authority for bulls that damage human beings and bulls. Okay, so let them do it for 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 human beings that were damaged. So the one comes up with another shot. When we know what we're dealing with, how much money we're talking about, then the bezin and bubble could deal with it. Otherwise, the bezin and bubble doesn't deal with it. What's pshat? I don't know how much a bull is worth. Go to the marketplace for, for oxen. Oh, so if you go to the marketplace and figure out how much damage uh, you cause the bull. So go to the Slave market and figure out how much a human being is worth. Let's say, same svara, void. Something that's exact. The double payment, the four and five are exact amounts. So let the bezin in Babel deal with it. When it comes to kefal and dalvehe, that's knas. We're not going to deal with it even in Babel. But nevertheless, when a human being hurts another human being, a car accident, whatever it is, the mamaynu, it's monetary loss. Let Bezdin and Bavel do their job. Bezdin and Bavel take care of something that is very common. But that a human being hurts another human being. Somebody will walk over to another guy and punch him in the face. Very rare. As the Gemara, this is even, you saying, Psh and that, look at this one. Hari Gam. And Rashi says, what's Boshiz Gam in this case? Oinus and Mefata. And the Gemara is saying, it's a very common thing. The Shchiach, the Shchiach, Navish the Chusayu, that what? That the damage that's caused is that she lost her Psulim and Lefid this. And, and Rashi says that Busha is not a Knas. How do I know Busha is not a Knas? It's not, it's not a monetary loss here. But what? We said that it's all dependent on the person that caused it, how great he is, and the person that got it, how great he is. So you see that it's a monetary thing. <coughs> You're right. When it comes to Busha, we do deal with this in Babel. Think about it. A Ksuba is 200. When somebody embarrasses somebody else, you give them double Ksuba. You can live off Ksuba for a whole year. It's a lot of money. 400 zoos Rapapa took for a busha in Bavel. So yeah, busha, the bezin in, in Bavel deals with busha. As the Gemara of a lesser than Rapapa, we don't hold like that. The Shalachle, Ravchizdal or Rav Nachman. Ravchizdal asked Rav Nachman, what should I do? Should I, should I take care of a case that, that, that somebody's claiming that he was very embarrassed? Ushalachle, Rav Nachman sent to Ravchizdal, Chizdal, Chizdal, Knas HaKemagiz of Bavel. You want to deal with a Knas, but it's not a real Knas, like we said, but it's like a Knas, in terms of we don't deal with it in Bavel. Okay, so let's take those two theories and put them together. For this two, this two, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Two conditions, thank you. Two conditions. First of all, it has to be very common. Second of all, there has to be a monetary loss. And that will explain everything. If it only has one out of two. We don't deal with it in Babel, in other words. Hilkach. Adam ba Adam, since a human being that hits another human being, 
There's obviously a very big monetary loss, but since it's missing the other component, even though shricha is not common, since it's not common, we don't do it. Deal with it. Boishas, avgav shricha. Even though it's common, even the less bachasarin kiss. You can't say I lost money from it. My face turned red, but I didn't lose any money. Therefore, I also don't deal with it in bavel. V'shar v'shar goyven bavel. When one axe it's another axe, we deal with it in bavel. But Rav v'shar shizik ain't goyven oisim bavel. Rav says that we don't deal with it, and we have to understand the azik man. Iler the azik adam. If a bull hit a human being, myir yishar the azik adam. Why are you talking about that case? Afilu adam the azik adam. What's more common? A human being hitting a human being or a bull hitting a human being? Rashi says a human being hitting another human being is more common. Therefore, say the more common case. Bigger chiddush. Even though it's much more common, we still don't deal with it in Babel. So we're talking about a bull, the damage is another bull. Nevertheless, we don't deal with it in Babel. So why, why do you say, rather, that we do deal with it? Ami. Hasam bitam. Hacha bimuad. Oh, so this is the story that we have to remember. A tam. Is tam monetary damage or is it a knas? Huh? What do we say? Palganiska knas, remember? That's how we pass. Yeah, it is machlaikis. But we go with palganiska, the half of nezek of a tam is considered a knas. Therefore, when we're dealing with a tam in Bavel, we can't deal with it because it's a knas. But. When it's a mud, when it already gored somebody three times, we do deal with it. As the Gemara of Amarava, a mud bevavel. How did you ever get to a situation where a bull is a mud every time that he gores somebody? It's a tam. And we don't deal with the tam. We don't deal with knas. So you'll never get the situation of a bull being a, a three-time uh, offender. Says Gemara A very, very rare case where there was a terrible bull in Eretz Yisrael. And they went to Bezin three times. He killed three human beings. And then they shipped him off to Babel. Says the Gemara, The only time meat that comes, bulls that come from Eretz Yisrael, or vice versa, are in vacuum packs. They're, they're, they're sliced up, ready to eat. You don't ship a whole giant bull from one country to another country. Says the Gemara, you're right. And we said, if it's very rare, we don't deal with it. The Musmachim from Eretz Yisrael, they came, they, they used to visit, and they came, they visited Babel, and they saw what happened, and they said, okay, he's a Mu'ad. Says the Gemara, the punk, the Rabbanan, that had Smicha from Eretz Yisrael, they happened to see a bull gore three times. Extremely rare. We don't deal with it in Babel if it's very rare. As we learned, it's Chazar, when it comes to uh, a damage that's caused by an animal that the animal enjoys, he benefits, he eats. Or, i got to show you this video because, just to remind you, because this is what Rashi talks about here in our sugya. When a, when, a, when a bull is scratching his back, so says Rashi, maybe he scratches back on another bull. That's how he caused the damage to the bull, because he was itching, and he scratches back, and he threw him off a, a cliff, and he killed him. So that's Shen, because he was enjoying himself when he did it. Karen is when he tries to hurt another bull. Or he's trying to enjoy himself. How do you have regal? Regal means he's just walking normally down the street, and he pushed the, the bull off a bridge. In that case, they're considered a muad in Bavel, and you would deal with it. Says the Gemara, What's Tsar? 
you burnt your friend with a, with a hot iron or with a nail. If a person causes damage to somebody else on his fingernail, you don't see it, but it hurts a lot. Who's the Tana that says you have to pay for this? It's Machlaikis Rebbe and Ben Azai. And it goes according to Ben Azai. Check out this Pasuk. It makes no sense what's going on here. The Pasuk starts over the word Kviya, burn. Towards the end of the Pasuk says the word Chabura. Says Rebbe, the word Kviya is in the beginning. Okay, very good. Yeah, I see. Ben Azai, that makes no sense. Why would Ben Azai say that the word Chabura is in the beginning of the Pasuk when it's not? But Michael Mifli, what's going on here? Rebbe Savar Kviya, the Lesbi Chabura Mashma. Says Rebbe, no, the word alone, Kviya, would mean where it doesn't have a wound. It's just a burn without a wound. And the Torah says, no, at the end, If it has a wound, then you pay for this, for the burn, if not, not. The opposite. means with a chabura. So then why did the Torah have to repeat itself? The double lashon chabura. Says, says the Gemara, our sugi goes like Ben which is a pelopline. Rebbe, who wrote the Mishnah, wrote the Mishnah according to the one that argues on him. Not according to the Shita, according to the Benazi Shita. The what? That even when there's no visible damage, it was just a lot of pain, you pay for that. Rebbe holds you don't pay for it. Benazi holds you do. And the Rav Papa is going to ask tomorrow that it makes no sense. It should be the opposite. Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful day.